Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. I'm here in beautiful sunshine with my good friend and co-host, Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Neil, how are you? I'm super duper, thank you Hayley. Um, Today we're going to be talking about one of the key principles of mindfulness, which I know I say every time, but one of the key principles of mindfulness, which is awareness. But what does awareness actually mean? The untrained mind likes to latch on to whatever thought or emotion that arises. When we step back without judgment or storytelling, we enter a space of awareness. We observe the mind without thinking or distraction. Meditation develops a stable and open awareness over time. When in a state of awareness, we can zoom out and observe the mind, like looking back at the earth from the moon, gaining a new perspective, new space that sets us free and puts us at our ease. Well, that sounds wonderful, but it's very difficult sometimes, isn't it? Because we have this constant train of thoughts going through through our minds at any given time and it's quite easy to become overwhelmed by that. So does focusing on and becoming more aware of your thoughts help with that being overwhelmed by all these thoughts then? It can, it can. Um, I've got some metaphors that might help people to kind of gain a picture of how these you know we can we can get a hold of these difficult thoughts that run away with us that storyteller's mind um the first is from andy puddicombe who you might know from the headspace website Mm -hmm. and he talks about um it being a bit like a motorway and in fact this is helpful if you're thinking about meditation and, and trying to get a better understanding of what meditation means so he imagines that he's sitting by a motorway with a blindfold on and you're aware of all the traffic, you can hear the traffic going past, but you've no sense really of individual vehicles or speed or how far away they are. But then he said, meditation is like taking off the blindfold, that when you have this open awareness, then you can suddenly see the traffic, you can see the individual vehicles, you can see the speeds traveling at, you can see the distances, the colors, and our thoughts and emotions are like that. That once we take off the blindfold and use open awareness and meditation practice, it's much easier then to identify those different feelings and emotions and not get swept along by them. It's interesting, isn't it? Because quite often when people are very new to meditation, they assume that that is that meditation is trying to clear your mind of thought completely, mm. and in fact, what we're talking about here is is the opposite, isn't it? It's, it's n- noticing and becoming aware of these thoughts and yes, it can also be about context as well. Mm. Um, David Cox of the National Health Service uses an analogy to explain awareness versus non-awareness. So he says, imagine watching a horror movie alone at home with the lights off. The movie owns you. It's terrifying. It's all that you're aware of. And so it has complete control of your emotions. Similarly, when you're experiencing thoughts in a state of non-awareness, they can be scary and all-consuming. In contrast, awareness is like watching the same scary movie by yourself, but this time with the lights on. 
With the lights on, you have more context. You can see the movie is in fact just a movie playing on TV, and that there are other things around you like your dog and your favourite pillow. It's still scary, but it's not as bad as it is with the lights off because you have a bit more perspective. I don't know if that helps. That's, you know, the scary thoughts, the problem, the difficulty, the challenge that seems all consuming. When you see it in context with other thoughts and emotions, it's really just one thing that becomes more manageable. It's still a problem, but not all consuming in the way that perhaps it had been. Yeah, quite, I, like, I like that one. I think that explains it mm -hmm. quite well. We're going to talk a little bit now about the path of Samatha meditation, which is from the Tibetan tradition. And the reason I think it's important that we discuss this is because it's quite reassuring for those people who either are apprehensive about meditation or perhaps have tried meditation in the past and haven't been successful, felt they weren't doing it right, felt that other people were doing it better, all those kind of um, emotions about meditation that we've all felt at one point or another. And it relates to a painting and you can find the painting if you go to our One Together Kick Facebook page. Um, but I'm going to talk about the picture now. So the painting represents an aspiring meditator who is following the path consisting of the stages of meditation that ends in the accomplishment of a calmly abiding mind and the beginning of the practice of insight meditation. At the bottom, we see the practitioner who holds a rope in one hand and a hook in the other, chasing after an elephant led by a monkey. The elephant represents the meditator's mind. A wild or untrained elephant can be dangerous and wreak enormous destruction, but once trained, will obey and do hard work. The same holds true for the mind. Any suffering that we have now is due to the mind being like a wild, untrained elephant. If we work at improving our minds, inner peace will be the reward. From suffering to happiness, it is in the mind's activity that gives rise to them all. At the start of the path, the elephant is black, which represents dullness or sinking of the beginner's mind. The monkey leading the elephant represents distraction. A monkey cannot keep quiet for a moment. It's always chattering or fidgeting and finds everything attractive. Just as the monkey is in front leading the elephant, our attention is distracted by sensory objects, touch, taste, sound, smell and sights. These are symbolised by food, cloth, musical instruments, perfume and a mirror. The rope is the meditator's mindfulness and the hook is awareness. Using these two tools, the meditator will try to tame and control his mind. Fire is shown at different points along the path to represent the energy necessary for concentration. Notice that the fire gradually decreases at each of the ten stages of calm abiding, as less energy is needed to concentrate. It will flare up again at the eleventh stage when we start to practice insight meditation. In the beginning, just as the elephant following the monkey pays no attention to the person chasing after it, the practitioner has no control over his or her mind. In the second stage, the practitioner, who's almost caught up with the elephant, is able to throw the rope around the elephant's neck. It looks back. This is the third stage where the mind can be restrained a little by mindfulness. At the fourth stage, the elephant's mind is more obedient. So less necessity to restrain it remains with the rope of mindfulness. By the fifth stage, the elephant is being led by the rope and the hook and the monkey is following behind. 
At this point, we're not much disturbed by distracted attention. Mostly, we have to use awareness instead of mindfulness. In the painting, the sixth stage of practice is depicted with the elephant and the monkey both following obediently behind the practitioner, who does not even have to look back at them. This means that the practitioner does not have to focus continually on controlling the mind. Upon reaching the seventh stage, the elephant can be left to follow of its own accord, and the monkey departs. The practitioner has no more use for the rope and the hook. Distracted attention occurs only occasionally and mildly. At the eighth stage, the elephant has turned completely white and follows behind the practitioner. This shows that the mind is obedient and there is no sinking or scattering, although some energy is still needed to concentrate. At the ninth stage, the practitioner can actually sit in meditation while the elephant sleeps peacefully nearby. At this point, the mind can concentrate without effort for long periods of time, days or weeks or even months. The tenth stage, where we see the meditator sitting on top of the elephant, signifies the real attainment of a calmly abiding mind. At the last, eleventh stage, the meditator is sitting on the elephant's back, holding a sword. At this point, the practitioner begins a new kind of meditation called higher vision, or insight meditation, in which he seeks to realise the nature of reality. So it, it is quite an interesting picture that isn't it and there's, there's a lot a lot to explore in it and I think you talked us through it very well there and I think it, it's reassuring for everybody to know that meditating is not it's not something that you automatically feel that you are doing well but in fact there isn't a right or wrong way to do this is there it's about um, building it into your daily routine and certainly for me mm. I find if you know, lives are busy, we all have busy lives. If I'm in a time where I'm meditating every day at the same time, I do. you do feel like you get, not better at it, but it, you feel more at ease with it. Whereas if you've left it for a while yeah. and then come back to it, it does take a few, a few times, doesn't mm. it, to get back into the... I find it's easier as well to do it with other people. You know, mindfulness is about building community oh, sometimes. Um, and I find it more helpful to be in a group or, you know, to have someone else lead the practice. And that allows me then to have more attention on, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, um, and think less about the kind of structure of it. It just sort of flows then, doesn't it, to yeah. someone else leading it. Yeah, and guided meditations are... Guided, I, I, that's yeah. the word, guided. I find guided meditations very useful. And it's interesting, and it'll be quite interesting to hear your thoughts on this, but... Um, you kind of have an affinity with certain people's voices and not others. Oh, definitely you, you know. so. Yeah, yeah, and certainly accents and yeah, yeah. yeah you re because you you notice the voice more than you notice the words, perhaps. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, it's it's worth it if if you are trying to just sit and meditate when you start off. Just trying some of the the many guided meditations, mm. and obviously we will we find will, one that suits. Yeah. Um, but I thought we'd have a go at... Um, Although lots of people love your meditation, yeah. Hayley. Yeah, well, we, uh, we aim to please. <laughs> <laughs> we try anyway. Um, so I thought we'd have a go at um, an awareness of thought meditation. Brilliant. And again, um, this is, as we always say, this is something just to try. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to start off, again, as we always do, with um, some settling in time, focusing on our breath. 
And then we're going to try and see if we can just become aware of our thoughts without that judgment on them and without you know a certain thought taking our train of thought because the temptation is when you're having that quiet time a thought will come into your head that maybe is a little bit more uh, one that is bothering you maybe and then your train of thought then follows that on and before you know it you're no longer meditating you are trying to solve a problem mm-hmm. you're back or, to the storytelling mind yeah, yeah and and that's what we want to try and avoid now i find this the awareness of thought it is quite a, a challenge but we are on episode nine now so yeah we're, we're slick we're, we're, yeah. we're up for this we're, we're, we're ready bring it on yeah okay so as always find yourself a nice give yourself a few moments just to settle yourself down again it's entirely your preference whether you lie down for this or you sit but you just need to be in a whatever position you choose it needs to be in a position where you can be comfortable and still for the the minutes that we we're doing this meditation I'm going to begin as always by inviting the singing bowl, giving ourselves a few moments just to settle ourselves ready and to just close our eyes. So as the sound fades, just taking a few moments just to settle into how we are feeling, just Give yourself a moment to just notice how your body is feeling. Relax yourself into a comfortable position. Hands resting either on your lap or on your stomach, wherever's most comfortable. And if you wish, just allow your eyes to close. And bringing our attention just to our breathing not changing our breathing in any way just noticing breath as you breathe in and breathe out just seeing if you can keep your attention on that breath as it enters your body and leaves your body breathing in and out naturally following the path of that breath And as always, just focusing on that breath wherever you notice it the most, whether that is in your nostrils as you breathe in, in your throat or your stomach as it fills with air, or in your mouth and your lips as you breathe out. Just allowing yourself a few moments to just follow a few of those breaths. Relaxing the body as you relax your breathing. And when you're ready, just allow your focus on your breath just to go into the background slightly. And we're going to see if we can bring our focus to our stream of thought. Our breath is just allowing it to fade gently into the background, still very much present, but just inviting now our thoughts and our feelings to just become 
center of our awareness. I'm just going to see if we can focus and bring our awareness to the thoughts that come into our mind. Acknowledging every thought that we have without judgment or without our mind to be carried away with a particular thought. Each thought just resting comfortably in our minds and just being noticed, becoming aware of it. And then just allowing it to drift past. So again, not, not pursuing any of these thoughts, bringing them to the forefront, just giving every single thought the same amount of attention. So it might be helpful to, if you maybe try a visualization with this, so you might want to imagine the thoughts floating past like clouds, gently in the sky, each thought occupying an equal amount of time in your mind and just gently drifting past. Try not to attach huge emotions to these thoughts, giving each one equal time. Just watching those clouds thoughts drifting by, never stopping, or maybe picturing our thoughts floating in bubbles, only capturing our attention for long enough for the bubble to rise into the air and pop before the next one comes along. Just remaining with this train of thought for a while. Just noticing the many and varied thoughts that come into our minds. Just allowing them to pass by. And let go. Just let every thought come and go into your mind. Sounds may come and go, maybe a sensation, an itch or a tickle, maybe a thought, past memory, something in the future, just letting them come and go on the clouds or on the bubbles not preferring one to another. Just resting in this awareness of thinking. Moment by moment, breath by breath. Just notice these thoughts, be aware of them just as they are, just thoughts and emotions, not truth. And now just bringing your attention away from this train of thought, back to your breath, breathing in and out.
focusing on the in-breath and the out-breath just for a moment or two and listening for the sound of a singing bowl as we bring our practice to a close. That was lovely Hayley, thank you. I have a question for you. What goes moo moo, bello bello, have you got any soup plates please? <laughs> you have to do the whole Why thing. Do I don't know, do I don't know what goes. Okay, I don't know what goes moo moo, bello bello. Have you got any soup plates have please? Have you got any soup plates please? A bully the china shop. <laughs> See, Hayley didn't know oh, I was going to do that because we had to get the reaction. Right, okay. okay. Yeah, but this is about, <laughs> it's about humour and how humour can um, develop our open awareness because it forces us to put aside our filters, our preconceived ideas, which is then good for our neuroplasticity, our ability to learn new things. Because once we put aside those filters, it opens up space for us to accommodate new ideas. And humour actually makes learning last longer. Um, so this is why I told the joke, whether you think it was funny or not, is, 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 is debatable. But the point of it is that humour can help us with neuroplasticity. And it, it's a way of um, exploring the space that open awareness can give us. So there is a serious point to this. Okay. okay. So your call to power is this week to maybe think about perhaps you've got a challenging relationship either with a family member or a friend or someone that you know. And your challenge is to try and approach them with open awareness. In other words, be able to connect with them without looking through the filters of the past, without using those kind of well-trodden pathways that prevent us from being open and aware of people um, and try and have new space, new enjoyment of that relationship, if you like, see it in a new way. Um, so I apologise for the joke, but it was to demonstrate a serious point, I think, about how you can put aside what you expect in a situation and be open to what might happen and might be possible um, if you are kind and compassionate in your intentions. So that's your call to power. Excellent. I like that one. Great. Thank you, Neil. So we'd love to hear from you, either to let us know how you got on with your um, call to power, or if you've got any jokes more dodgy than Neil's. Um, or, or if you'd like some soup plates. Yeah, or if you'd like to tell us anything about how you've got on, any, any feedback um, on the awareness of thought. So you can contact us. Go for it, Hayley. Okay. Go for it. Okay, you can contact us on Facebook at One Together CIC. Mm-hmm. You can email us mm. at One Together CIC at, at gmail.com. Gmail. You don't trust me, do you? Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and Put aside or you my can filters. have a look on our, on our website, which is onetogethercic.co.uk. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Um, This has been Growing the Good, the mindful podcast. And all together now, we'll see you next Next time. time. This is Growing the Good, the mindful podcast.